0: Fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the general cigar, cigar
1: Dave. Dave. Remain calm, keep blood pressure low, relax. Consider conducting litation and libation ceremony immediately. Do not get worked up over events that took place in the Washington cesspool this week. Remain calm, blood pressure low. I sound like George W. Bush, George Bush. Blood pressure low, anger high. It has been a tumultuous week in the Washington cesspool, but I'm going to remain calm. Well, in theory, that is my plan. As today, we will, as always, enjoy the alpha male good life. And we will talk about good life maneuvers, but at the same time, after we light our cigars, you probably already conducted lightation, you got a libation, maybe have a nice steak in front of you, we will, of course, discuss the topics of the day. The topics that we as alphas, as educated alphas, are discussing across the country and in cigar lounges coast to coast. long ash greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. It has been an interesting week, which I, of course, will opine and pontificate about. But we come to you today... From our Ford Theater of Operations, the Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 store and lounge in the Cigar City. From the highly secure and private Cigar Dave five-star alpha male lounge on floor number two. You need special access uh, codes and security to get through. And uh, Tommy D., our host, Tommy Diadio, the... General Manager as well as Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement for the Davidoff and Geneva stores as well as the three Corona Cigar Stores in the Orlando area. Tommy D., as always, thank you for your hospitality.
2: It's always a pleasure. Every time I see you, I get another title. No, that was the same title I gave you last time. <laughs> Next time, I'll have another one. No, Senior, senior Executive. <laughs> and by the way, I, when we saw each other in Las Vegas for the Cigar Retailers Convention,
1: I, I did see uh, Jeff Borziewicz, the, uh, the owner and proprietor, and I said, by the way, did you like Tommy's new title? He goes, I did. I go, there's another one coming. But <laughs> but I can't just give it to you three weeks after no. I gave you the other one. But he didn't have any objection to it. No, probably. he did not. And and you are living up to your title, Tommy, because I'm just looking behind your shoulder and you have poured some special libations, perfect compliment to the cigar that I'm going to enjoy during Litation today, that is the new Winston Churchill The Late Hour, which is a
2: magnificent stick by Davidoff, and you've selected some very nice libations that we will sample along with that. Dalmore is a scotch that has a subtle finish. It's not a long finish, so it doesn't overtake the cigar.
1: And as we will discuss during the Litation ceremony in just a little bit, uh, some of the tobaccos that are in this Davidoff Winston Churchill The Late Hour actually are aged in single malt uh, Scotch whiskey barrels. Yes, that's correct. So very, very smooth. So we will get to that. As you could tell by the opening of the show, by the tenor, again, remain calm, blood pressure low. By the way, I had my blood pressure taken yesterday, 110 over 70. I had my my annual FAA physical, 110 over 70. The doctor's like, whatever you're doing, fantastic. I said, well, enjoying great cigars, some libations, having the harem, of course, uh, uh, take care of pleasure maneuvers. He's like, whatever it is. That is fine. But I can tell you that last night, my blood pressure spiked while watching in the midnight hour what t- actually two nights ago took place on the Senate chamber floors with the uh, Obamacare votes. My blood pressure spiked to 780 over 695. So it went from 110 to 70, just spiked. Very, very perturbed. And what really gets me is the fact that when we see the taxocrats, the Dems, they're always, they stick together. They're, you know, what is it, the thieves that, uh, thick as thieves. They stick, and most Democrats are thieves in Washington, but they stick together. And, of course, John McCain, and I've got to, of course, preface it by saying we wish him a speedy recovery. Can't stand him as a senator. Do not like what he did. In fact, I think he is a Benedict Arnold. He totally turned, as did six other fellow senators that voted against repealing and replacing Obamacare. The traitor GOP Senators. We'll call them the treacherous seven. Senator Alexander from Tennessee. Caputo from West Virginia. Heller from Nevada. McCain from Arizona. Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. Portman from Ohio. And the last Senator who drives me crazy from Maine on a continual basis Susan Collins. In fact, just listening to her greats, I'm Susan Collins, and I think this is very good that we voted in favor of not repealing and replacing Obamacare. Cannot stand these people. You know what they are? They're a bunch of giant pussy cats. Those, that's the theme song now for the Republicans. They are a bunch of giant pussy cats, afraid to stand up. Boy, they, they had really big nads when they took votes knowing that President Obama would, 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 would uh, never sign their repeal and replace bills. But now all of a sudden when it counts and President Trump is right, they are nowhere to be found. They ran away. Meow, 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 meow. Little pussycats. It is shameful. It is repulsive. It is disgusting. And, of course, McCain is the new hero of the taxocrats and the Dems and the Libs. Of course. Because he likes playing the role, I'm a maverick, I'm a maverick. I've met John McCain several occasions. In fact, at a Florida broadcaster's convention. He is as phony as a $3.5 bill. Phony, phony, phony. And he thinks that uh, by being amongst the elite, the uh, New York and Washington and L.A. libs, that he's going to get high accolades. Think again. They will use him and discard him. And that's exactly what they did during the presidential election. I'll never forget when he was nominated for the, what was it, the 2000, what year was that? I'm trying to remember. 2008. 2008 against Obama. 2008, where he was the maverick. I'm a maverick. I'm a maverick. And the Dem. And the lib media loved him. Oh, Senator McCain's a maverick. They didn't want Rudy Giuliani. And they didn't want some of the other candidates that were, that were running. But McCain's a maverick. Why? Because as a maverick, that means he's more of a, not a moderate, more of a liberal. But then what happened when he got the nomination against Obama? They crushed him. They crucified him. They creamed him. They went after him hook, line, and sinker. They unloaded their howitzers on him which is exactly what the Dems always do. And now, of course, they're giving them big accolades. So that's one thing that that, that drove me crazy over the last couple of days. Then over the last few weeks, what is going on in the Trump White House has been disturbing. Now you know, listening to me, I've been a Donald Trump supporter. I initially endorsed Donald Trump back in July of 2015. So I was well ahead of the game, well before anybody. And I said, this is what we need, somebody to shake things up. And I still believe that. But President Trump has got to start straightening things out. Because the tumult that is going on now in the White House is unacceptable. The tweets, the, the lack of focus, the distractions, unacceptable. And I get that he's frustrated with his attorney general. I get that he's frustrated that a special uh, counsel was was appointed and now they're deviating from really their mission was, was their collusion, which we all know is a load of nonsense that was created by Hillary Clinton, Mook, and Podesta 24 hours after she lost the election. We know that. But what we also know is that the people that elected Trump, Republicans, Independents, some Democrats, in many of those Key states, the Midwest states, the blue-collar states said, "We need you to work for us. Get in there and work for us." And by being distracted from his purpose, from the messages that have to repeal and replace Obamacare, from tax cuts, tax reform, he is he is totally missing the mark. Now, again, I'm still a, a Trump supporter, but I find something very interesting for a man who really. He didn't invent the the phrase, you're fired, but he certainly popularized it during the TV show, Apprentice, with his famous statement, you're fired. For a man that popularized the term, you're fired, and who used you're fired on the show every week, in real life, he's actually very afraid to use the term, you're fired. And the proof is in the pudding. And I really believe that President Trump, the more I see, is a passive-aggressive individual. He is aggressive on one front by going after Sessions on Twitter and in the media and in interviews. Same thing with Priebus and some other members of the administration. But meanwhile, he is passive. He's not doing anything about it. If you have leaks, bring somebody in, find it, fire those people. You have a problem with Priebus, you have a problem with Sessions, you bring him into the Oval Office. You sit him down, you shut the door, and you ream his ass. Trust me done it, I've seen it, I know what it's all about, but you do it behind closed doors. It is a bad look to do to really expose and go after someone publicly. you got an issue with Sessions or any cabinet member, and that happens, no problem. You br- Just like good football coaches and hockey coaches, they have a problem with somebody, they don't do it in the media. They bring them behind closed doors, they discuss the issue, they clear the air, and you move forward. Now, if Trump really has a problem with Priebus or anybody else, do it privately. And my feeling is this, you really have a problem with someone? People can handle change, but they cannot handle uncertainty. And that's an uncertain, tenuous situation for anybody in the cabinet. Or if you're trying to bring people in, people look and say, wait a minute, if he, you know, I'm gonna be loyal to him and he's not gonna be loyal to me in return, he's gonna just jettison me and then do it publicly? Why do I need that nonsense? You don't. So I am speaking directly on behalf of Trump supporters, because I know many of you have expressed the same things to me in emails and tweets and even in conversations that I've run into, saying, we support Trump, but enough's enough. And what I really believe Trump must do is, remember that red reset button that Hillary gave the uh, Russians, the Ruskies? He needs to reset his presidency. And if I were him, I would do an Oval Office address. First, I would clear the decks. Remember, and Spicer, they were all part of the D.C. Swamp establishment. Anybody that's part of that establishment that you're not happy with, get rid of. Anybody inside that you believe is leaking it, get rid of. And I said, the mistake Trump made on day one, when you become president, you take your pen and you say, Every, all these people, these Comey and all the, uh, the, the political appointees, the Obama holdovers, I don't care if you have replacements, you're fired. Day one. He would not be in this position if he got rid of Comey on day one. So if there's anybody to blame, there's a great column by Pat Buchanan. In fact, Sergeant Steve will post that, uh, talking about President Trump being now into a box, uh, pinned into a box, because of his own mistakes. On day one, you get rid of people. And I brought this up. John Koskinen, who is the IRS commissioner, he's the guy that went in front of Congress and blatantly during the lowest learner hearings, basically ignored Congress, laughed at them, and and, and did nothing to try to clean things up and and depoliticize the IRS under Obama. He's still the IRS commissioner. Now I ask you, seven months after President Obama took the oath of office, why is an Obama holdover still running the IRS, a guy that went after conservative groups and Tea Party groups? Passive-aggressive. President Trump is passive-aggressive. And I know many of you are saying right now, I can't believe the general is going after Trump. Look, one thing I am is I'm fair, I'm honest, I'm open. I will criticize. And I've said this, an alpha male can take constructive criticism. I can take constructive criticism, and I do all the time. I don't look at it negatively. And if I were Trump, what I would say is have an address to the nation from the Oval Office and say the first seven months, Has certainly been a learning curve and a transition. We've gotten distracted. I was elected by the American people to change Washington, to repeal and replace Obamacare, to get uh, tax reform, to get jobs, to move the economy and look out for America. Well, we've deviated. Well, starting today, I'm committing and pledging that we're gonna take drastic action and changes, starting with me. I'm gonna lay off a lot of the tweets. I will still tweet and and do Facebook and Instagram to reach people on messages, but I'm gonna drastically alter my tweeting. That's number one. Number two, we're gonna change up the staff, and I'm gonna be focused, and we're gonna stay on message. I'm gonna bring the House and the Senate in, everyone, Democrats, Republicans, and we're gonna start again. And here's our plan, and I'm gonna present it to you, the American people. We want something simple to repeal and replace Obamacare. There are certain provisions we like, certain we don't. Here are the things we like, here's what we don't, here's what we need to put in. It can be a simple bill. Same thing on tax reform, same thing on NAFTA, same thing on trade agreements. I really believe if he does that, to the, especially to the supporters who elected him, and especially those key electoral states, then he has a chance to salvage his presidency. If not, and he goes into 2000, the midterm election 2018 week, and he loses the House, It is over. He will be a one-term. Now, the question is, is President Trump, at 71, smart enough to sit down and realize and take constructive criticism and bring people in that know what the hell is going on? As President Trump said, what in the hell do you have to lose? So, the question is, will President Trump wake up? Will he be smart enough to realize, just like President Clinton did, hey, what what's, I've done the first two years in my administration didn't work, he brought in Dick Morris, got more moderate, started to work with uh, Newt Gingrich, and things changed, and he was a two-term president, even though he was impeached. The question is, will President Trump listen? Big question mark. If he is listening to this show, hopefully he is, maybe some of his supporters are, relay that message. But I can tell you, his supporters are getting frustrated. And if he doesn't change his tune now, call him a cab for a one-way ticket out of Washington in three and a half years.
0: The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, on Saturday, August 12th at Buffalo River Works, is now sold out. For those with tickets, you'll enjoy a full day of alpha male pleasure, including premium cigars from Gurkha, cocktails, craft beers from Hamburg Brewery, good rich coffee, and a buffet fit for the alpha male. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha cigars is now sold out next year make sure you buy your tickets early
3: in 1964 Jose O Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle always focus on quality never on quantity Additional line. All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
1: The July 2017 Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is... The La Galera Maduro. In fact, I have one in hand right now. Mm, what a fantastic cigar featuring a San Andréan Mexican maroon wrapper, Dominican Piloto Cubano binder, Dominican Piloto Cubano, and Criollo 98 filler. This is a medium, medium-plus winner with nice notes of chocolate, lingering notes of cinnamon, very rich, very smooth. And it's made by Jose Blanco at Tabacalera Pama. They've been making cigars for over 80 years, but two years ago, Hochi said, I want to make a cigar under my own brand, and so La Galera was created. A beautiful cigar. Now, if you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com right now. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. We've got some great new cigars that you'll be receiving when you become a member. The Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, join now.
0: The Cigar Dave Show, there are several things we really like in a Washington bureaucrat. Uh, embalming fluid? A wooden
1: stake through the heart?
0: Well, I guess after those two things, you really don't need
1: the rest. Now, I must say, I am very pleased. My blood pressure, I just took my blood pressure even after that diatribe against uh, Trump and, and, and the Republicans, the Benedict Arnolds, the the traitorous, treacherous seven. Blood pressure still low. Sergeant Steve, impressive. It is. Is it not? Extremely impressive.
4: I know but you are were... always cool under fire.
1: Yes. However, I can get a little heated. There is no question about it, especially when these taxocrats and the enemies of pleasure rear their ugly heads. Now, I do have to say one thing, Scaramucci, uh, Anthony Scaramucci, Anthony. I got a kick out of his diatribe. Now, I, I love some of the pressing, oh, the language that he used. I, I've never heard that language before. If you've ever been in a newsroom or in Washington, trust me, everything that he said, especially these New Yorkers that say, I, I'm so shocked he used the F word and the C word and the MF word. Listen. You've been in a newsroom, you've been out on the front lines, you hear that all the time. But I love how self-pious and righteous they are saying, oh, the language. Now, was he stupid to talk to a reporter? Because he was leaking himself by talking to a reporter. So you got to button it up. Now, one thing about Scaramucci you have not probably heard. there was He was on the lawn of the White House a couple of days ago doing a TV interview. And first of all, it's a bad look. He had these sunglasses on. You don't have the sunglasses on while you're doing an interview. And I wear sunglasses all the time. And it's actually for your eye health, it's very important. It can prevent glaucoma, other things. very big mistake people make, not wearing sunglasses year round. I wear them all the time. Well, he's doing an interview on the front lawn of the White House and he's wearing them. Now, that's not a good look. You got to take them off during the interview. but people were looking and making some comments he was wearing these uh, Ray-Bans. They they look like, you know, the aviator Ray-Bans. Well, article that I uh, happened to stumble across in the Weekly Standard. And uh, Scaramucci was doing the interview last Tuesday. These shades that he was wearing, a tortoiseshell type of, uh, have temples. They are oakly Feedback shades. They're listed on the Oakley Web Company website as women's active sunglasses. He was wearing chick sunglasses. two hundred dollars And Oakley touts the frames as the first wireframe sunglass that is truly designed for the active woman, designed with an ultra-feminine classic teardrop shape. That is very disconcerting. The new comms director of the White House is wearing chick sunglasses. Need I say more? Never in a million years would I ever be caught wearing chick shades.
0: If you miss any of the General Show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time
1: for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. And you're listening to the Cigar Dave Mumbo by the Cigar Dave Singers and Orchestra. Our theme that uh, my good friend Barry K., BK, and his uh, entire group put together a number of years ago. We don't play that enough, but we'll play that more. Now, the Cigar Retailers Convention wrapped up just about uh, a week and a half ago week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. I've lost track of time. But in any event, one of the cigars that I discovered that was handed to me at the Davidoff uh, Giant booth by Rich Krudik, the VP of Marketing, longtime friend, the new Winston Churchill The Late Hour, because Winston Churchill used to stay up very late, smoke cigars, and drink whiskey. So this is a very unique cigar. First of all, the wrapper on this is a beautiful, just a, a, a gorgeous, dark Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. The binder is a Mexican San Andrean binder. gives a lot of flavor, a little sweetness. The filler tobaccos consist of Dominican San Vicente Mejorado, Piloto Cubano, Olor, and Nicaraguan leaf from Esteli and Condega. And the Condega filler was aged an additional six months in whiskey cast, single malt uh, scotch whiskey cast, before being rolled into the cigar. Comes in three different sizes, a 5-inch by 52 ring gauge Robusto, a 7-inch by 48-inch, appropriately named Churchill, and the cigar that I have pulled out, the size I have pulled out, the Toro, 6 inches in length with a 54 ring gauge or 54 64ths of an inch. Comes in 20-count wooden boxes, $17.50 to $20.10. Suggested retail price made down in the Dominican Republic its Cigar Davidoff. Beautiful-looking cigar, medium, medium-rich, very spicy. And uh, Tommy Diadio, the general manager of the Davidoff Store and Lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa and senior executive or senior executive vice president of, of Spirits Procurement for the Davidoff and Corona Cigar Stores in Tampa and Orlando. You sampled this cigar. You smoked it many times. What would you think? I thought it was great. I thought
2: it was amazing. The flavor was just... I, I can't stop smoking this cigar.
1: Yeah, really, they, they hit it right on the head. Uh, I love the original when they brought back the, the, the uh, Winston Churchill by Davidoff, but this late hour, to me, and when you look at it, you think it's really going to be bold, spicy off the top. Very, very smooth. Very, very pleasant. So the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, the late hour, and I love the, the band. They've got a silhouette profile of Winston Churchill and Davidoff underneath. Nice presentation all the way around.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device.
1: Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine cutter ready for action. Maximum BTU flame
0: throwing and heat producing apparatus.
1: Well, I've got a litation device from the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories. However, when you think Winston Churchill, you think old school. You think Winston used a jet flame litation device? No. He used cigar matches, and that's exactly what I will do with these beautiful Davidoff matches. In fact, we'll post a picture uh, of it for you. These are long, about three, three three-and-a-half-inch long uh, cigar cedar matches. Perfect way to light, very elegant way to light your cigar, and that's exactly what I will use today to cause the Davidoff Winston Churchill late hour to be to cause combustion, so I may thoroughly enjoy this beautiful cigar.
0: cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
1: Tommy, would you say that's a perfect cut? That's a perfect cut. That is a perfect cut. One and done, baby. One one take. One take, five star. All right, now I will pull out a few of these cedar matches, and Tommy, these are great. Just very elegant way to light the cigar, don't you think? Oh, yes. Alright. And when you do light it, tilt it down at about a 45 degree angle, and again, just when you same way that you light your cigar with a lightation device, with a lighter, you don't want the flame to cause combustion. You want the heat. I'm going to take my time. No rush. The great thing about these matches, you'll get a nice 35, 40 seconds to be able to Light your cigar, so I'm going to toast this cigar initially with one match, and then I will puff and rotate with another, taking my time. Very nice. All right. So, I've got the cigar toasted. I will use the second match. Very nice, and puff and rotate. Oh, yeah. Great draw. Mmm. Mmm. Great draw, great taste, great flavor, very smooth, and my initial impressions when I first lit the cigar was, man, a lot of spice, and then after about a half an inch, it really, really changed, tamed down, very smooth, very, uh, just really elements of uh, just almost a nut creamy type uh, taste, but very, very pleasant. Tommy, how are these new? You just got these in, the Davidoff late hours, and I think you told me you're moving these very, very rapidly.
2: I had to order them again. I got an event next week with them, and we ran out, so they're shipping them straight here.
1: All right, let's talk about the event for those people that are listening in the Cigar City or listening on WDBO in Orlando. Want to come over to the Davidoff of Geneva store right uh, near International Mall, three minutes from the airport. It is
2: Friday, August 4th, correct? Yes, it's 3 p.m to 8 p.m. and we're a partner we're down more down more will be here pouring pouring out samples and there's tiers of what you spend they give away free gifts we got a barrel here too that we'll have a display on top of it for winston churchill so
1: well i would like that barrel one of the barrels here in the cigar day five star alpha male lounge we could bring one upstairs can we do that yeah i'm yeah. um, jeff and uh, the warden warden tanya will have no problem that's enough. what you do what you want exactly by the way i saw that uh, jeff warshowitz I was on the owner, who also is the owner of the Florida Sun Grown Tobacco Farm in Claremont, Florida. Spent a day with him, uh, geez, about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And uh, he was uh, working in the Drew Estate booth, the Florida Sun Grown, the FSG Cigar, now will be distributed coast to coast, not just at the Corona store, uh, stores in Orlando and the Davidoff store here in Tampa.
2: It's going to be first for Drew Estate Diplomats first. Right. And then after that, I don't know if they're going to open it up to everybody, but right now it's just for the Diplomats. He
1: was wearing a suit and everything. Yes. I, I mean, so. really working it. I mean, really. I mean, you know, working it while you guys were out there testing everything, writing all the orders. And oh, yeah. I saw you... I saw you... Let's see. I saw you... I saw your guys. I saw Angel and everybody at the airport as we both uh, got in. Uh, they were coming from Orlando. I was coming from Tampa. And then saw you, of course, throughout the uh, three days. But uh, I brought you
2: in on one of our videos yeah. in the General Cigar booth. I actually was in awe when you stopped me. I thought it was a basketball player when I looked at him. Oh, the... Sean. Yeah, Sean. Sean, the, the Cohiba ambassador. Yeah,
1: yeah well, he's tall. Sean's got to be about 6'5", <laughs> 6'4". Six, six, and a great guy. Sean, the uh, bass in fact, he listens to us on WGST in Atlanta. And uh, Sean, the Cohiba ambassador, great guy, and I tell you, General Cigar really, very a lot of excitement. They've really changed under their new president and CEO Regis They've uh, Really done yeah. a great job, and their brand uh, managers. They've just really changed the company dramatically in a really less than about a year and a half period.
2: Uh, I think they're they're going to do a lot better now. The diesel went. Brick and mortar. This I got a diesel for all the stores, which they should have done a long time ago. Full flavored cigar, yep.
1: about a six dollar price range. I think made by Drew Estate, isn't
2: it? Uh I don't know who makes the diesel. No, AJ Fernandez. A.J. Fernandez yeah. makes it. Boy, that,
1: talk about there's another story. Mm-hmm. AJ Fernandez. We smoked the money by Monte Cristo yes. by AJ Fernandez last week. And gotta tell you, Mac a general cigar. They've got the uh a new Hoy de Monterey yep. by AJ Fernandez, a second version from him. It's a Romeo. Yep. Yeah, uh, Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez. He, he the, had some new cigars. He has the H Upman, too. AJ. He has the H Upman. So the story was that AJ Fernandez now is just everywhere, just uh, exploded. He's a new
2: Don Pepe. Yeah, well, he's everybody. always
1: made great cigars. He yeah. really has. And even in his own booth, there was a lot more action. They really changed things mm-hmm. up. And uh, Frankie Santos is working for him now, mm-hmm. really done a great job. But A.J.'s always made great cigars. Yes, he yes. And now he's I got a huge facility down in Nicaragua growing tobacco. And I'll tell you that, Monty by Monte Cristo, A.J. Fernandez blew me away. Yes, it's it really did.
2: excellent. The Outman's amazing, too. Up in his excellent. That's fine off the shelves. Yep,
1: absolutely. So nice job, but uh, everywhere you went, AJ Fernandez. But yeah, Sean Cohiba, mm-hmm. really, uh, and, and in fact, the uh, Cohiba Blue that they launched. Yes. Uh, more of a moderately priced Cohiba. I think in the I want to say eight ten dollars. Eight to ten. Yeah, pretty good cigar, medium bodied, but a lot of changes. I really like that Macanudo Inspirado White. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's mild, but it's got a lot of flavor. Mild to medium, very, very pleasant. Haven't smoked the black yet. We will do that. But a lot of excitement overall, I would say, yeah. from a number of companies. But not a lot of new cigars at the no. cigar retailers convention this year. Number of uh, manufacturers stand really stood, sit really wanted to sit tight based on FDA. Uh, but a lot of blends that were once on shelves that were retired now coming back because of the. FDA regulations where they're grandfathered uh, predicate day blends. PG was even there. Paul Garmarian. Yeah, he was I, even there. Uh, wasn't he there? He's been there the last number yeah, of years. that's that
2: just,
1: he's still around. And he was, I remember, during the, initially, way back when I started the show 22 years ago, he was, you know, one of the guys that had a nice boutique. So he was yeah. one of the first boutique yes, guy, he was. kind of guys. Very good. All right, so when we come back, we will continue front and center. I'll tell you, got some interesting, exciting news about the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. In fact, I got to call Jeff because uh, Jeff Borshowitz said he may come up with uh, Tanya and the The two alphas in training. The privates. The privates in training, yeah. I gave him the date, and he was going to try to make it up because he went to Buffalo for Memorial Day a year ago. Out of the blue, he calls me. He goes, you'll never guess where I'm about to go. And I said, where are you going? And he said, Buffalo. I said, what? And he said, yep, Tanya, his wife, the warden as we call her. Decided they wanted to go somewhere, so Buffalo, Niagara Falls, he said we had a fantastic time. I, of course, gave him some great places to go, great restaurants, had a great time, so hopefully we'll get him back up. All right, so we will talk about some exciting things going on with the Buffalo uh, Pleasure Fest, and also we'll give you a little update on the Officers Club for July and August. As we continue front and center from the Davidoff Store and Lounge, the Cigar Day five-star alpha male lounge on the second floor of course restricted access very very private very hidden got to be special to come up here we will continue around the corner
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for July is La Galera Maduro. This cigar is comprised of a rich San Andreas wrapper with delicious Pilato Cubano and Creole 98 tobacco. It's a well-balanced and pleasant smoke. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection of La Galera Maduro is coming to your mailbox this month. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month. Don't wait. Sign up today at CigarDave.com.
1: The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water from my hometown of Buffalo is Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you waited to buy tickets, sorry, we're sold out again for the third consecutive year. Our attendees that will be enjoying a great day of Alpha Pleasure Maneuvers will get a huge alpha male buffet. The Cigar Davis Salt Pack of six premium Gurkha cigars they will receive include the brand-new Gurkha Master Select, the Gurkha Heritage Natural and Maduro, the Gurkha Royal Challenge Natural and Maduro, and the award-winning Gurkha Ghost. They will also get a humongous buffet. They will get samplings from Hamburg Brewing of some great craft beers, and from Global Wine and Spirits will feature some Buffalo Distilled Spirits and New York State wines, and some great coffee from our friends over at Goodrich Coffee. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo, Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. is sold out. But if you've got a ticket, I will see you there front and center.
4: America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, They are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone, from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: How on earth could we forget the libation component of the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony? How could we forget? Sergeant Steve, I think that's a first, isn't it, in Cigar Game <laughs> history? And I'm staring right at these beautiful snifter glasses filled with magnificent uh, scotch, single malt scotch, that uh, Tommy Diadio, Tommy D, the... General Manager of the Davidoff of Geneva Store Lounge in the Cigar City, as well as Senior Executive Vice President of Spirit and Wine Procurement for the Corona Cigar Stores in Orlando and Davidoff here in Tampa. I'm staring right at it. We're, and then we got on a tangent. Tommy, that has never happened in the history of the Cigar Dave Show.
2: Well, Winston Churchill and liquor, they go well. They go well, and this
1: cigar is magnificent. Great draw. They really, Davidoff has done a great job. Again, not an inexpensive cigar, You know, the Toro I'm smoking, I think, is, what, 18? Yeah. Something along those lines. Not an inexpensive cigar, but fantastic. Just very, very smooth. Now, we we think of Winston Churchill. He loved the sauce. He loved his whiskey. Now, I said, Tommy, pick whatever you want that'll go. You didn't pick one. You didn't pick two. You picked three different types of single malt scotch whiskey that will be featured at a big Winston Churchill event next week from uh, one of the... High, really one of the great distilleries over in uh, Scotland. So give us the rundown.
2: Yeah. Richard Patterson is the, is the face behind Dalmore. He's me and Jeff's favorite uh, brand ambassador. Uh, he's actually started as a blender, so he blends everything for Dalmore. He blends it in a style that it's light, smooth, and it doesn't overtake and last in your mouth forever. So it's got a, a short finish, but it, it's when the cigar ends. Do you remember Dalmore had a cigar malt? They still have it. I didn't bring that up because... Well, they changed it, though. They, well, they changed it a little bit. I've got the yeah. original
1: one they did. I'll bring that in. We'll, we'll taste that. It was excellent. Very, very good. It's
2: still good. They also have Castelio, which they don't make anymore. They made those for the, the long finish. They're bigger style, opposed to what Delmore... All right, so us. let's
1: talk about the three Dalmores that we have in front of us that we're going to so be we got sampling. The
2: first is the 12, which is their entry level. and uh,
1: Okay, so it's wonderful beautiful, aroma. Beautiful. A little apricot. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, a little sweetness. Let me
1: say cheers on that.
2: That's smooth. Yeah, it just melts in your mouth. and just diminishes. It does melt.
1: Yeah, very, very smooth. A little bit of heat, but very, very subtle. Very, very subtle warmth going down the palate. And just a tad bit of sizzle, a little bit of uh, spiciness, but almost clover-like cinnamony. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Let me take another sip here. So the Dalmore 12. What's the suggested retail for a bottle? Ballpark,
2: probably about $58, 60 bucks around there.
1: All right. So definitely on the higher yeah. end, but still. But for a 12, that's reasonable. Yeah. Now we go to the Dalmore 15.
2: They'll get I better did, as they go da, up.
1: Da, tell me about the 15. Same, well, same exact spirit. Same just,
2: exact spirit, just aged for years longer.
1: Okay. Wait. I'm going to compare uh, just the aroma. All right. Smells a little say, sweeter. Cheers. Let's take a sip here. This is the Dalmore 15.
2: Mm. wow
1: a little honey like
2: yes no warmth whatsoever no no sizzle the older it gets the the less warmth
1: but the thing is you'd
2: think they would get more woodiness during that time they don't because scotch is aged in the second really the second coming is either a sherry barrel or a rum or an oak so it's whatever's been in it first has seeped into the wood so you don't get like bourbon you get all that wood because nothing's been in that barrel first
1: yeah, very very pleasant and uh, suggested retail for the Dalmore 15. This is about 70. 70. And you know what? It's worth it. Yeah. That is very very smooth. Now, last is the Delmore 18. 18. All right. So, let me swirl that around. Boy, really really tame on the on the nose. We'll say cheers. Dalmore 18 coming up here. Wow. That is magnificent very smooth no warmth no bite
2: that is incredibly soft the nose gets lighter as they get older yeah. and the taste gets smoother as they get older
1: mm. but can i tell you tommy every one of
2: these is fantastic exactly
1: i mean it's one of these where you can't go wrong on any one but obviously and so the 18 delmore 18 suggested retail it's about 85 so I we think. go from about 58 to 70 to 85. Yeah. 18 years of age that's pretty good yeah is that one of the big movers
2: yeah, next month we're doing malt of the month. So every month we do a malt of the month, and Dalmor is our month of malt of the month. So we do a ten percent discount on it on the, sh- on, the sh- on the on the menu price.
1: How come whenever I've ordered the malt of the month, it's thirty percent more for me?
2: No, it's not thirty <laughs> percent <What>? more. <laughs> it's, I always
1: it's thirty percent more. They go, this is the malt of the month. There's a premium. There's here no for cigar,
2: it. date Button, in there charging more. <laughs> there is. I'm telling there is you, not. there is.
1: I'm telling you, there is. All right. So all three of these Dalmores are just uh, fantastic. Dalmore Tommy is a name that kind of gets hidden because we yes. think of. You know, we think of uh, Glenfiddich and Balvini, Malvini, We think of the You think of all these other names,
2: and Dalmore just kind of gets shoved by the wayside. It does, but it, but its value in the secondary when they do the uh, the one percent people with all the money, Dalmore's what they buy. I mean, it's it's their high notes are really expensive.
1: Well, speaking of spirits, for those of you that are lucky enough, fortunate enough to attend the Cigar Day Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo, Saturday, August twelfth. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Buffalo River Works, exactly two weeks away. I cannot believe we're going to be staring at mid-August in two weeks. That is incredible. For those of you in Buffalo, get ready. Bring out the snowblowers because it's just a matter of time. But the good news is the Buffalo Bills open training camp on Thursday. Very optimistic. Uh, our new coach, John McDermott, very, very nice. And uh, I think he's going to do a great job, general manager. Uh, came from Charlotte. Um, can't remember his first name, Beans' his last name. Very sharp guy. I think we are finally... It's going to take a few years. So we're not going to be in the Super Bowl this year or next year, but they're doing it the right way, and that I like. But, got a big announcement. We always try to out- outdo ourselves every year. Now, Hamburg Brewing will be featuring four magnificent craft beers. In fact, uh, John Russo Jr. and I have been working on a couple of different uh, samples that we're going to have, including a very special... IPA that we will have, a special ale. And also uh, our sister, our affiliate WBEN, their sister station, WGR, has a new Hamburg Brewing Game Time uh, beer that we will have, we will feature. But Lieutenant Gary, who is in charge of uh, logistics in the Western New York Theater of Operations and for the Alpha Army, has done an outstanding job. Uh, Lieutenant Gary has been working nonstop on really making the Buffalo Pleasure Fest bigger and better than ever. And with our friends at Global Wine and Spirits, the global group in Buffalo, great retailer in the Western New York Theater of Operations, we are featuring local Western New York craft distillers. We've got, uh, let's see, six different, uh, five different distilleries, and we've got a New York State winery. So let me go over... What you're going to get from Lockhouse Distillery in Buffalo, the Lockhouse Fine Gin, the Lockhouse Barrel Aged Gin, Lockhouse Amaro, and Lockhouse Coffee Liqueur. From Southern Tier Distilling, four samples from them. Their 50-50 whiskey, the Southern Tier American whiskey, the Southern Tier two-times Hopped whiskey, and the Southern Tier smoked bourbon whiskey. In fact, we featured uh, their sister brewery two years ago. Was it uh, two years ago? Three years ago, up in Buffalo. Um and their southern-tier beers are fantastic, and I'm sure their southern-tier distilled spirits are great as well. From Hanoi Falls Distillery, we've got the uh, Hanoi Falls Devil's Bathtub Gin, their Devil's Barrel Rested Gin, their Red Saw Bourbon, Red Saw Rye. From Black Button Distillery in Rochester, the uh, Black Button Four-Grain Bourbon, their Citrus Forward Gin, their Apple Pie Moonshine, that sounds good, and their Bourbon Cream. From Buffalo Distillery, One Foot Cock Bourbon, Buffalo's... First bourbon, one foot cock straight bourbon, one foot cock apple brandy, Buffalo's first and only their one foot cock vodka, and from Lake Sonoma Winery, their Lake Sonoma Russian River Chardonnay, their Pinot Grigio, their Cabernet Sauvignon, their Dry Creek Zin, and from Goodrich Coffee, they make great coffee, special roasted coffee for us. They've got a nitro iced coffee, comes straight from the tap out of a keg like Guinness. It's cold brewed, put in a keg, infused with nitrogen. And from Pomeranian Cattle, they're bringing their mobile meat wagon. It's going to be great. Buffalo Alpha Pleasure Fest, two weeks. Hour 2 of the Cigar Dave Show is next.
0: The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRM.
1: Davidoff, Winston Churchill, The Late Hour, or as they would say in Britain, The Late Hour. Fabulous cigar, just beautiful. Four filler blend, and one of the Nicaraguan fillers aged for six months in a single malt Scotch whiskey barrel. Beautiful, enjoying my Dalmore 12, 15, and 18 Thanks to Tommy Diadio, the General Manager of the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge here in Tampa, as well as the Senior Executive VP of Spirit Procurement for Corona Cigars in the Orlando area and Davidoff here in Tampa. As we come to you today from the Davidoff Store and Lounge, the Cigar Dave 5-Star Alpha Male Lounge on the second floor. Secure, very classified, by invitation only. But a great place to enjoy cigars and spirits, and there are no enemies of pleasure anywhere near the compound. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave show. And as always, I remind you that even though we come to you noon to 2 Eastern time, both uh, live as well as uh, on our terrestrial affiliates, as well as our Cigar Dave mobile app and online and many other ways to listen to us, I do remind you that I don't sleep. 24-7, 365, I am there for you. I am taking one for the Alpha Male Army. You can follow me on social media. Go to CigarDave.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. In fact, even though Twitter is my preferred method of communication, I love the spontaneity, I have done a much better job of trying to post simultaneously on Instagram as well as Facebook. Sergeant Steve, would you not agree? Thanks to uh, showing me that Hootsuite app that we put on my phone. You've done a fantastic job. Well, I wouldn't go that far because there's still things. When, when, when there's certain things going on, you know, states of the union or other addresses or debates or other things, I hit Twitter hard. Well, that's made for Twitter. That is made for Twitter. So follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook and Instagram, Cigar Dave, as well as uh, YouTube. And by the way, go to uh, CigarDave.com because our IPCPR 2017 coverage, if you have not checked it out, really is exceptional. We've gotten a lot of compliments on the way that uh, we did it in live, real-time. It's a tough day going from booth to booth to booth, but we hit about uh, eight different cigar manufacturers. And, boy, it was not easy keeping up the time, and Sergeant Steve did a great job back at uh, Cigar Dave uh, Master Control here in the Cigar City. But uh, catch that if you have not. In addition to the audio, we've got all the video, and it really gives you an inside look since you can't get on the show floor of the International Premium Cigar Retailers Convention, so we take you there with our uh, video uh, highlights and our video interviews in Booth. Today is a very big day. It is National Chicken Wing Day. July 29th of every year is National Chicken Wing Day. And this goes back to the date that was rightfully proclaimed in 1977, right after the blizzard of 77, by Buffalo Mayor Stan Mikowski. What a mayor Stan was. What a great mayor. Not really. I say that in jest. But I'll never forget that blizzard of 77. I was 13. That was a crazy, crazy blizzard. People stranded for like a week, 10 days. But Buffalo, New York, my hometown, two things very large happened in 1964. And both happened in the same exact month. First, Teresa Bellissimo of Frank and Teresa's Anchor Bar fame on Main Street in downtown Buffalo. On a cold night in 1964, Teresa's son's her son, Dominic, came in with some of his college friends. They wanted a late-night snack. But the kitchen was, clo- was primarily closed, she, but, and they were hungry. So what she did is the fryer was still on. She said, you know what? I usually take chicken wings and make soup stock out of it. Let me see. I'll fry them up. I'll toss them in butter, some hot sauce. On that cold night, the buffalo chicken wing was invented at the Anchor Bar. And just a few weeks later, this five-star was born at uh, Buffalo Children's Hospital. So two big events took place in 1964. Now, of course, you can get buffalo wings everywhere. The classic was, I'm down in Honduras uh, at the Florida Pond factory. It got to be about uh, 15 years ago. We go to this restaurant and in Spanish, it has translated buffalo chicken wings. So I, listen, I said, how can I not try the chicken wings? These weren't chicken wings. These looked like they were pigeon wings they were about a third of the size of a chicken wing. But nonetheless, the fact that really it has made Buffalo certainly renowned across the world. So today is National Chicken Wing Day. And for that honor today, later today for lunch after the show, I will have one, not fried chicken wing, but I will have one roasted chicken wing, a smoked chicken wing from the grill. Only going to make one because I uh, really have kind of avoided a lot of that. Been very, very good on my regimen. But for this special National Chicken Wing Day occasion. I will have one roasted chicken wing. And even though it's not buffalo style fried, it's close enough. So for those of you today, when you go out and have a dozen chicken wings or two dozen or maybe a bucket of 50, raise a chicken wing to Teresa Bellissimo in her memory and thank her for inventing and creating the world famous buffalo chicken wing. And if you ever get to Buffalo, some great places to go. In fact, we all go every year. In fact, Sergeant Steve, you went to the Anchor Bar, Frank and Teresa's Anchor Bar, I think, with Mick the Brit and several others. Voice talent Ed and Voice talent Ed. Exactly. What'd you think? It was fantastic. Uh, you walk in, you can smell the aroma of of the hot sauce about ten feet away from the door, and it's got a lot of lot of character. My father used to tell me that when he was a resident at Buffalo General Hospital, they would go to the Anchor Bar, and where the bar is now, it was about half the size of that. It was very small. It was a little place. And, and uh, that was before they really invented the chicken wing. But it was a well-known watering hole. And that was before it really became famous. And now people across the world go to the Anchor Bar. But there's other places. There's Duff's. In fact, when we go up to Buffalo, we'll go over to Duff's. They're, uh, they're fries. their chicken wings. I remember many a night. After uh, going out during my high school years, stopping at Duff's around 1, 2 in the morning, having a couple of dozen chicken wings, fries, and it's amazing that my stomach is still intact after eating those late-night snacks at 1, 2 in the morning and that food just sitting there all night.
4: That was Skyline
2: Chili for me.
1: Yeah, Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. And I, What is the big attraction of Skyline Chili? Spaghetti with chili. I don't get it.
2: It's delicious.
1: Uh, okay. I would rather go to Izzy's in downtown Cincinnati. Izzy's is fantastic, and get their pastrami or their corned beef sandwich I love their, with their I love potato the pancakes. sandwich, I, I yeah, the salami, sal- yeah. Izzy's is great, or the Montgomery Inn, the Boathouse downtown. That's great, the be- fantastic ribs. The best sauce, sauce is great, and and uh, 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 Ted Gregory, mm-hmm. the rib king, may he rest in peace, was a gem of a guy. Loves cigars, friendly with Bob Hope, and uh, never forget whenever I go to Cincinnati because I was commuting up there for a number for a while. Uh, for some business-related maneuvers and got to meet him. We'd smoke cigars together, and there was a giant cutout of him, a life-size cutout when you walked in. Remember the Imperial Margarine commercial where they had the big you know, crown that the king would wear? Well, they had a picture of him, and he had a cigar in his mouth. It was fantastic. And his son, Dean, another great guy. And I remember when we celebrated, I think it was like the fifth anniversary of the show, I'd been talking to Dean. I get a box, and it was about 20 pounds of their Great Montgomery and Ribs. But I just never, the Skyline Chili thing just never, never really caught oh, it me. So the Coney's, the Three Ways. I'll take fantastic. a Ted's. And you've been at Ted's, haven't you, oh, yeah. Buffalo? Oh, Ted's yeah, yeah. Is great. Yeah, Ted's is good. So in any event, we'll go to Duff's uh, next time. But they're great places to go get some fantastic chicken wings. So uh, today, if you have the opportunity, have a chicken wing. And by the way, for those of you living in New York, we have many New York uh, listeners in the New York City area. Anchor Bar has engaged. They're now involved in a licensing and franchising agreement. They are now going to open up their 10th franchised location or licensed location. There's going to be an Anchor Bar opening up in New York, 327 West 57th Street, between 8th and 9th Avenues, not far from BlackRock, from CBS. And uh, there are currently 10 locations around the country, including one at the Greater Bu- uh, the Buffalo Niagara Airport. You can't miss it. And the West 57th Street uh, restaurant should be open in the next six months. So, West 57th Street between Eighth and 9th, you will see a Frank and Theresa's Anchor Bar. As Colonel Ange would say, it's a beautiful thing.
4: When are they opening one in the Cigar City?
1: You know, I may have to. Uh, I may have to talk to uh, to my uh, my man up at uh, Frank and Theresa's Anchor Bar. That would not be a that would be a good thing to open up here in the Cigar City because Anchor Bar. There are good places to get chicken wings in Tampa, but none like the Anchor Bar no, it's Not even close. It just it just doesn't happen. Now, for those of you that are members of my Officers Club, I do want to uh, give you a little uh, update here. The July shipment going out a little bit late. It is the La Galera Maduro, a beautiful Maduro cigar. Some sweetness, gentle spice spice to it. Smoked a number of them. In fact. Uh, uh when I was in Las Vegas for the Cigar Retailers Convention. I was at the La Galera booth. Hochi Blanco and I chatted. We smoked a couple of La Galera Maduros and some of their new cigars. It uses a beautiful San Andrean Mexican Maduro wrapper, Dominican Peloto Cubano a binder, a Dominican Peloto Cubano filler, along with some Dominican Criollo 98. Just a beautiful, beautiful cigar. They're coming out of, they just came out of the aging room actually about a week ago. They were shipped. They are clearing customs this coming Monday. Just got a uh, update late yesterday from Fabian Barantes, their uh, main man here in the uh, Miami area. They will be out of customs Monday, and they should ship Tuesday. So you will get the July Officers Cl- Club selection starting next week. It will go in August, but it will be the July selection. It's noted in the little flyer that uh, goes, the little insert that goes into every selection. And for August... The August 2017 selection comes to us from Cornelius and Anthony, and they are making some phenomenal cigars. Two of their new cigars were featuring their Ariel and their Señor Esugares. Señor Esugares, beautiful cigars, medium flavored, very unique taste. So the uh, August uh, selection from Cornelius and Anthony, those will go out probably around August 16th and 18th. And the July Officers Club selection, the La Galera Maduro, those of you that are members, should be getting them towards the end of next week. Be patient. Guarantee you will love those cigars. And we've got some great selections coming up, including our September selection will be coming from La Palina. I don't know, uh, Tommy D., did you have the new La Palina Nicaragua, Connecticut? and Maduro that is made by A.J. Fernandez. I have them in my
2: bag, but I haven't sampled them yet.
1: Beautiful. The Connecticut, I love. And I don't know if you smoked the new Hamlet 25th from Rocky yeah, Patel. I've had that, too. Off the charts. That will be our October selection. So we've nailed in some incredible selections, some great new cigars that were just released. And if you're not a member of the Officers Club, $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. We've got a full listing of all our past selections And uh, just go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and be one of the very special few that will get some great cigars right to you in a Cigar Dave Ziploc pouch, the latest and greatest. All right, when we come back, as you know, this general supports women in every way, especially those women that are hot enough to be in my harem. And the LPGA, the hot women, are being discriminated against, and I cannot stand for that So I will defend the women of the L.P. And for many years, let's face it, the women of the LPGA, not so good looking. But now, it is a new generation of hotties on the LPGA. I will defend their right. Because again, I'm not a feminist, but I want them to be able to wear what they want to be a modern woman in the 21st century. You're going to love this story. And uh, men are under attack. Men are under attack. I got a story that I will share with you. A man is under attack For child support that he had nothing to do with. It is an outrage. We'll continue front and center from the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City next.
0: The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, on Saturday, August 12th at Buffalo River Works, is now sold out. For those with tickets, you'll enjoy a full day of alpha male pleasure, including premium cigars from Gurkha, cocktails, craft beers from Hamburg Brewery, good rich coffee, and a buffet fit for the alpha male. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha America Cigars is now sold out. Next year, make sure you buy your tickets early. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, and smooth cigar. Look for it. The oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning.
1: Cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. The July 2017 Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is the La Galera Maduro. In fact, I have one In hand right now, Mm. what a fantastic cigar featuring a San Andrean Mexican marone wrapper, Dominican Piloto Cubano binder, Dominican Piloto Cubano and Criollo 98 filler. This is a medium, medium plus winner with nice notes of chocolate, lingering notes of cinnamon, very rich, very smooth. And it's made by Jose Hochi Blanco at Tabacalera Palma. They've been making cigars for over 80 years, but two years ago, Hochi said, I want to make a cigar under my own brand. And so La Galera was created, a beautiful cigar. Now, if you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to Cigardave.com right now. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. We've got some great new cigars that you'll be receiving when you become a member. The Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to Cigardave.com, click on Officers Club, join now.
0: General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized.
1: Now, as you know, I enjoy having very hot women in the harem. We have high standards. Not anyone can be in the harem. But I stand with my feminist sisters locked in arms. Not really. Who am I kidding? There's nothing about me that's a feminist. Look, I treat women great. But if you look at most feminists, They have more facial hair than I do, and I get 5 o'clock shadow at 1 in the afternoon. It's not a pretty sight. But I want to stand with the female sisters, sister power, of the LPGA. Now, for many years, the LPGA, let's face it, there was nothing to look at at the LPGA. There's really not any reason to watch the LPGA unless there's hot dames that are playing golf in short skirts and, you know, nice tops. Um, For a lot of years, they were basically... uh, for lack of a better person, they lived alternative lifestyles, and they looked like it on the LPGA. And then Jan Stevenson was the first to really change that. She was the first hottie. Remember her yes. on the LPGA, Tommy? By the way, Tommy Diadio, the general manager of the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City, where we are originating from today, as well as the senior executive VP of Tobacco, or correction, Spirits Procurement for Corona Cigars in Orlando and Davidoff here in Tampa. But Jan Stevenson was really the first hottie on the LPGA, Well, the last number of years have seen an influx of some younger, very attractive female golfers. Because, again, there's no reason I would watch the LPGA unless for a few minutes I looked and say, they're pretty hot, let me take a look. Otherwise, zero interest. It's like watching the WNBA. What's the point? There is no point. Well, the LPGA has gone against my sisters on the LPGA Tour. They have come up with a new dress code for players that went into effect two weeks ago, issuing new guidelines, and the new rules have sparked debate among current and former players and commentators. Many critics saying the dress code is unnecessary, it's condescending, while many supporters say the changes were needed to clarify the existing dress code. LPGA President Vicky getz ackerman said the dress code now prohibits the following, racerbacks, plunging necklines. Now this is a problem for me. I like seeing ample décolletage. I like seeing ample side boob. And to me, that is discriminatory. They cannot wear leggings, skirts, shorts, skorts that don't cover your bottom area. Why not? Why not? They need some airflow when it's hot out there. And workout gear, jeans, and joggers. I don't think I've ever seen anybody on the LPGA wearing joggers or jeans. Now, one of the LPGA, a, a woman who's trying to make the LPGA, Paige Sparonek, who's got a very big Instagram following, very famous for her provocative and tantalizing photos. She doesn't have a spot on the LPGA tour yet, but she spoke out about their decision to bring in the new guidelines, saying, what constitutes a a plunging neckline? Most likely, this edict was put into place to eliminate the presence of cleavage. I stand strong. I stand for women's cleavage. Now... To me, that's a very feminine part of a woman. She's highlighting an area that she should highlight. There's nothing wrong with that. We see women wearing classy dresses. We see women out, cocktail dresses, looking out. You've got it? Show it. Just like showing leg, I am all in favor of that. Believe me, I don't like the Laura Ashley look, where they're covered up to their neck and they've got those long dresses down to their ankles. The moo-moos, that doesn't do a thing for me. The harem, I like when they wear the short dress. I like when they show... Uh, a lot of rackage and stackage and side side bubular area and, and, and the nice plunging back line. She says, Paige continues saying, in the case of a, a curvier, full-figured woman, she would be chided and fined far more often than a woman with a smaller bust. The LPGA is discriminating against women with larger busts, larger boobs. This cannot stand. I, if anything, am against discrimination, especially when it comes against these sisters, my sisters on the LPGA Tour, they have large rackage and stackage. They should not be discriminated against. She says, in a world where women are continually and unwantedly sexualized, this new rule serves as yet another reason for women to feel ashamed of their bodies. No. I say if a woman has ample rackage and stackage and can show it off in his great legs, that look hot, that look like they're, that go all the way from Key West to Atlanta, they should be able to show them off to wear those shorts and those skirts and the plunging necklines. They should not be discriminated against. And somebody that's being discriminated against is Emily Radikowski, the actress, 26 years old, saying that her boobs are holding her back from getting acting jobs because her boobs are too big. She says, there's this thing that happens to me. Oh, she's too sexy. It's like an anti-woman thing, she says. People don't want to work with me because my boobs are too big, she told Harper's Bazaar Australia in their August issue. She goes on to say, what's wrong with boobs? They're a beautiful feminine thing that need to be celebrated. Like, who cares? They are great big. They are great small. Well, actually, I like them much bigger big. Why should that be an issue? We'll have pictures of her, and I say... I'm all in favor. What is wrong with boobs? I ask the question to you. Download the Cigar Dave
0: mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to The General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Adult libation, check. Hot stacked dame with nag feature disengaged, check. Proceed with Cigar Dave Pleasure Maneuvers.
1: I'm taking a firm stand with my feminine sisters. I want to make sure that they are not discriminated in any way, shape, or form. There was a study that came out that interviewed male participants from three Caucasian populations, three Asian populations, four African populations about what female figure they found most attractive. Now, Tommy D, would you like to take a guess? Any, any random guesses on what men found attractive? <laughs> no. Sergeant Steve, would you like to take a guess?
4: Ample amounts of rackage and stackage.
1: <laughs> that was part of it. Yes, that was part of it. That, that's at least with me. 100%. Rackage and stackage, legs that go from Key West to Atlanta. Very, very important. And, of course, the face is very important, too. Well, in this study, the participants were all shown 21 sample images of women with varying BMIs asked to rate the attractiveness of their bodies. And the, the women, the pictures, they were rated. And what they found were, was that, basically, men were attracted to thin and young women. Now, this is shocking. This is shocking that men were attracted to thin and young, hot women. I mean, this is, this study is revolutionary. It's just absolutely off to, I, I'm shocked by it, really. Men like thin, young, thin women. Go how, figure. How much did this study cost? Exactly. But that's not the point. The, 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 that's not really why I'm talking about this, because basically this is an exercise, I could have done that myself and say, listen, I don't need a study to prove that. You know, men like young hotties, I don't care what age. You know, and as I always say, that, uh, listen, you know, if you're 60 and you've been married for about 20 years, eh, maybe you want to either get a guma, a little mistress, like they do in Europe, or you want to get a younger model. Look, you change your cars every few years, right? (laughs) Change change the model of your wife every few years. That's not what really the moral of the story is, why I'm bringing this up. This is an exercise in the obvious. Men are attracted to young, thin women, hot women. Well, a feminist writer for Allure magazine said women were triggered by a pointless and irresponsible study that found men were attracted, most attracted to thin and young women. Rosemary Donahue wrote an article criticizing the study, saying the results should not have been published because they're harmful to women.
2: <laughs>
1: How are they harmful to women? They're basically just saying what men like. Now, if the study said, hey, men like masculine-looking women that are frumpy dumpty that are ugly, that have facial hair, Would she have complained? No, because who knows? Maybe that's what she, as a feminist, thinks is attractive. I don't know. But it's very interesting. She says, she goes on to say that women would find the title of an article about the study itself triggering because the article said the headline was provocative. It said, men still prefer women to be young and skinny, says a new study. That's triggering? (laughs) That's something that women have known for a long time. Now I've always, and I've got female friends that are women, and I'm like, listen. And just like men, men, women do not want men that look disheveled. They don't want men that look like they, uh, you know, just got up and uh, and and haven't, you know, taken a shower. I mean, they want men. Well, what I, what I, basically, men. And I say this. And by the way, for my alpha male boot camp, and I'm, not, I don't want to release too much because we are actually going to be conducting. In-person seminars, Cigar Dave Alpha Male boot camps that will take place around the country. I'm making that announcement now. We're in the formative stages. Uh, Sergeant Steve looks a little bit surprised. <laughs> There's some some things I haven't told you, Steve. And actually, there is a, and I will tell this to you right now that uh, we are working on a book. This is you're hearing about this first, a book that I've been working on for the last uh, two months that will explore talk about the alpha male lifestyle. We've already got the working title. I will not release it. We've been working on it, and uh, this is going to be big. I will tell you that right now, because the interest from publishers has been off the charts. But I always say that women are attracted to three things. Tommy D., would you like to take a guess? Women are attracted to three things. Take a guess. Money? No. No, really? No. Doesn't hurt, but no. Sergeant Steve? Take a guess. Give me one. Muscular. No. Three things. Pay very close attention. These are the three traits that women find attractive in a man. Sense of humor. Confidence. Power or perception of power. Now Let's look at these things. If you can make a woman laugh, you're in. 99% of women will tell you, I'm looking for a man that has a great sense of humor. You make a woman laugh, it is over. Take it to the bedroom, it's done. Confidence. Women are turned on by confident men. Now, I use this analogy all the time. Think about James Bond. Fictional character, yes. But we can learn from that fictional character. James Bond, when he walked in, owned that room. I don't care what room or situation, he owned it. He had confidence. Even in situations where he was unsure, he never let on that he was not confident. Always had the air of confidence. Women find that attractive. Power and or perception of power. Women are attracted to powerful men. Now, that doesn't mean money, but powerful men, men that run the show, men that, are, that, are, that know exactly, have a clear path, men that know how to get what they want. Those are the three items. Now, here's another little tidbit that I'm going to tell you about. How long do you think it takes the average woman to identify whether they are physically attracted to a man or not? Sergeant Steve, I'll start with you. How long do you think, from the time they lay eyes on a guy, until they say, I'm attracted to that guy? That guy's getting me wet. Less than the time it took you to ask that question. You are correct. Want to give me a rough time, Tommy? 20 seconds. Close, 15 seconds. And that is after heavy scientific research on my part. Initially, I used to think it was 15 minutes. And then after hundreds of conversations with women across the board, 15 seconds. Now, that doesn't mean that a woman will say, great, I'm gonna hop in the sack with you immediately. What that means is, just like a man, you see a woman, you say, I'm attracted. Now, if she opens her mouth and she's ignorant, she's stupid, she's a liberal, done. Not gonna happen, it's over, hit the eject button. But 15 seconds, and then if a man displays confidence, sense of humor, perception of power, uh, shows interest, is not a uh, you know, one-sided, then the points keep adding up. I kind of say it's like, it's like uh, basically you get on the SATs, I think you get, what, like 300 for signing your name, and it goes up or down from there. So <laughs> if, you know, you want to get, uh, what's the max? Is it 1,700, uh, 1,500? It used to me. be 1,600. 1,600, I think changed, but... whatever it is. So basically let's just say you start, a woman sees you, she's attracted to you, you open your mouth, She finds you attractive, great sense of humor, confident, conversation is going, bing, 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 All those points keep adding up. Conversely, if you're ignorant, not very intelligent, uh, basically sound like an ignoramus, the points keep decreasing. So the fact of the matter is that that is what women find very, very uh, attractive, those three very important elements. Now I forgot why I got on that tangent. I cannot remember it any way, shape, or form. I feel triggered by that study that's now. Right. That I've only ah, got 15 that's right. seconds. That's correct. This woman was trigger. Now the fact is, is that that's exactly we we know what men want. It's no 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 different than what women want. That's how I got on this tangent. There's no difference. What do women find attractive? those three things but they also want uh, many women don't find muscular guys attractive where the you know veins are popping out of their head or you know they're like arms are popping out of their thing they don't some do some don't there's no you can't pigeonhole but i always tell uh, men because i have many men that think a woman is attracted to a guy that has a you know has a boat or has this or has that that does not excite a woman now is that a little icing on the cake sure but and I always say this, it takes just as much effort to get with a very hot woman as it does with a woman that's not so hot. Same amount of effort, same amount of effort, same amount of time. There's no difference. So why not go for the hotties? So my alpha male boot camps will be taking place. They are. We're in the works on that. Sergeant Steve looked a little surprised. His eyes, you were a little shocked. I revealed we've talk, more than, We've talked about it. Before. We have talked about it, but I revealed more than I want. But I'm not sure if you're aware of the book. That I'm not sure. I,
2: I knew you talked about that a couple of years are talking, ago, too. So.
1: But that is definitely, that has been, that is, uh, yes, that's exactly why I've been disappearing for a while, because there's a lot of uh, writing and rewriting that goes on with that. But I can tell you that there is a great need, because many men are very deficient in how to, become, how to be alphas, how to lead the alpha lifestyle. And trust me, the biggest complaint that I get amongst females, they're tired of dating indecisive, wussified beta men. They see it, they dislike it, they want to go back to the old, the old days where men were masculine. The James Bond, the, the Frank Sinatras, the Dean Martins, the Cigar Daves, that is what they want. They want decisive men. A woman does not want a man that says, Hi, honey, what do you want to do tonight? What do you want to do on Friday? Where do you want to go? A woman wants a man with a plan. Call her up. I'm going to be picking you up at 7 o'clock. We have dinner reservations at 7.15 at Steakhouse X. After which, we will then go to the Jazz Club and Lounge where there's a great little jazz trio that's performing where we will have some cigars and uh, I'll have a cigar and some after-dinner cocktails and a little dancing. So be dressed appropriately. And again, I will pick you up at 7 o'clock. You say that to a woman, her mouth will drop because they are so unused to seeing that in the 21st century. Again... These are just little nuggets that I throw out there that will be part of the alpha male boot camp and that will be in my book. And as you know, if you listen to my show, in fact, one of the publishers said to me, General, your show every week is like a book, is like a new chapter in a book each and every week. And it really is. So we will be spending more time on the alpha male lifestyle. And one of the things that you know that I've spent time on is protecting alpha males, and men in general, because there has been a clear attack on men the last 30, 40 years with the feminist movement. And there is no greater example than what I'm about to share with you. Now, there are many men who have <coughs> impregnated women who have become the father that are financially responsible. But I do get a kick out of feminist women that say, I'm a woman, I'm a feminist, I can make my own money, make my own decisions, I'm a woman, hear me roar. And then they say, oh, by the way, I want you to pick up the tab for raising my kid. I do get a kick out of that. Now, I have no problem if a a man, uh, if that's his child, he should take care of the child. He should be providing child support uh, and emotional support. What I have a problem with is when a man has been proven not to be the father by DNA evidence and a court holds him financially accountable. That is egregious, that is wrong, and that is most lugubrious. Here's a perfect example. Gabriel Cornejo, 45 years of age, Houston, Texas, is on the hook for $65,000 in child support. And here's the rub. It's for a child that is not his. The DNA evidence has proved that. The DNA evidence test proved that a child that his ex-girlfriend had 16 years ago was not his. But now the court is saying the test was too late. In 2003, a child support court in Houston ruled that Cornejo owned, uh, owed his ex-girlfriend child support because in court she claimed there was no way he wasn't the father. Now, let me get this straight. In a court of law, if she says he's the father, there's no way he's not the father, that's, that's evidence? I want to see the scientific evidence. And there's a little rub in this story, because under Texas Family Code, Chapter 161, it states, even if you're not the biological father, you still owe child support that accrued before the DNA test proves you're not the father. Does that make sense? That is outrageous. That, to me, is, is like saying, well, we haven't caught the suspect in a murder case, but even though we don't have any evidence on you, we're going to hold you and put you in jail until we find somebody that has committed the actual murder. That is unacceptable. Men have been under attack, we are under attack, and this is a perfect example. Now, Carnejo's attorney said that she found an issue where the, the service of Mr. Carnejo, when they supposedly served him back in 2002, that there were many anomalies, on how the case was uh, handled by the Attorney General's office. He was never properly served in 2002 when the actual paternity petition was filed against him. Now he is now married, has three kids. But this to me is absolutely outrageous. And he said, I never thought in my whole life I would have to defend myself of something that I am totally innocent of. This is outrageous. The man is being responsible financially, $65,000 in child support, for a child that is not his. Now, I hope Texas lawmakers and lawmakers in every state should wake up because all a woman has to do is say, he's the father of the child, even though the scientific evidence proves otherwise. So now the, the court will say, great, you're now responsible. And We've seen many cases of this, but this is a perfect egregious example. We are <clears throat> under attack, make no mistake. This started with a feminist movement and as the alpha male in chief, the global alpha male, I am now standing up and I believe that we are part of a bigger movement now to make sure that our voices are heard. Now, I'm not saying that if a man is indeed responsible to his child, he should abdicate his responsibility. That is not what I am stating. What I am stating is if a woman states that the father, a person is the father of the child, the DNA proof uh, evidence proves that he's not, she lies about it, in no way, shape, or form should that man be held accountable. And there are, there are thousands of other cases where men have gotten screwed. Well, no more. No more. I'm not saying that men should get special treatment. I'm saying that they should get fair treatment just like women should get fair treatment. That's simple. But for too many years, men as a group have taken their heads, they've tucked their heads between their tail and said, feminists have got us. We're the cause of every root evil of the planet. Feminists have spewed that line for the last 45 years. Hillary Clinton spewed it, spewed it dramatically saying we're going to shatter the glass ceiling and implying that men are the problem. And I love how now she's going off on this misogynistic rant that one of the reasons she lost the election is because of sexism and misogyny. No, Hillary, it's because you, frankly, are an unlikable bitch. That's the truth. That is the fact. And that you don't relate to people. And that people don't like you. You come across as cold, cunning, and condescending. And that is fact. Donald Trump worked his ass off. I may have disagreements with him now on how he's handling certain things, but one thing I will not take away from him, the man worked to the wee hours of the morning in every state and was on a plane and didn't rest. While Hillary Clinton was snoozing and taking a nap, Donald Trump was in Wisconsin, in Ohio, and Michigan, and back to Ohio and Pennsylvania, and went to Maine at all hours of the night. You want to blame the Russians, you want to blame uh, invaders from the planet Remulon, you want to blame misogyny, you want to blame sexism, you can blame anything you want, I suggest you look in the mirror. Now, as the global alpha male-in-chief, enough is enough. This nonsense that women are spewing, that men are sexist, and all this misogyny, that's why they won't vote for someone, or they should be responsible for child care when it's not their kid, unacceptable. This global alpha male will lead a worldwide movement of men that will finally stand up for themselves and say to feminists, enough is enough. We're proud to be men, we're proud to be confident men, we're proud to be successful men, and we are not in any way, shape, or form going to be accused of things we are not, and we're not gonna bow our heads anymore to this feminist movement nonsense. End of discussion.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for July is La Galera Maduro. This cigar is comprised of a rich San Andreas wrapper with delicious Pilato Cubano and Creole 98 tobacco. It's a well-balanced and pleasant smoke. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection of La Galera Maduro is coming to your mailbox this month. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month. Don't wait. Sign up today at CigarDave.com
1: in the fertile fields of the connecticut river valley there is still one cigar brand who grows their own connecticut shade wrappers monte cristo prized for its unique silky texture this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building
0: on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied
1: cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the
0: spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
1: The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access to Anyplace, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app.
0: Con 1, civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures.
1: All right, during this final concluding segment, want to hit the enemies of pleasure here. Tommy Diadio, general manager of the Davidoff Store and Lounge and senior VP of uh, Spirit Procurement for Corona Cigars. Davidoff continues uh, with us uh, front and center from the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. I've always stated... That if you are old enough at 18, mature enough to vote, serve in the military, die for your country, then you are old enough to purchase and legally consume and smoke a cigar. Well, there are those that think otherwise, including somebody that really, frankly, just shocked me, who signed into law one week ago a bill in New Jersey. Governor Chris Christie signed a new law that prohibits the sales of tobacco products to anyone under the age of 21 saying... No one should lose their life due to any addictive substance. Hmm. So sh- I guess nobody should lose their life serving in the military, so therefore we should raise the age from 18 to 21. And many of these, Tommy, same people that state that we should increase the tobacco purchasing age to 21 are the same people that if we said, let's increase the voting age from 18 to 21, they would jump up and down, go into a hissy fit, and say, this is unacceptable. You're taking the vote away from adults that are mature, but yet we're not mature enough to have a cocktail and to have a cigar. And they join the uh, Great Neck New York, your neck of the woods, as yeah. well as the state of Oregon now. Got to be 21. This is outrageous. Wow. I'm, I'm shocked. And Chris Christie. You know, if anything, we had to enact a law that says you got to be at least uh, uh, uh Maybe 70 before you can consume uh, too many steaks at one time. (laughs) Because last time I looked, Chris Christie needs to go on a Cigar Dave uh, diet regimen. No question about it. All right. Two weeks away from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. Going to be a great day. Sold out. Can't wait for that. Officers Club members should start receiving their July selection of Lagula Armaduro late next week. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. President Trump, clean the swamp, but clean the White House first.